Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Sit back, relax, and zone out on your drive home. Because you're mental if you don't have a good time. Now back to In The Zone. NFL Week 14, a beautiful Sunday in the league, and uh, did not disappoint, as it usually does not. Uh, Adam Kilgore, NFL reporter for the Washington Post, joins us now to break down everything we saw. And a wild Sunday, Adam, as we make our way down the back stretch of the season. You feel like you have a good grasp on everything yet, right? It's all just, it's all just clear as can be. No, yeah, Joe Flacco's team has the same record as Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, 13 teams are 6-7 and seven or 7-6. Seven and six. Very easy to figure out what's happening in this NFL season. The Eagles stake now. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, uh, wild, wild stuff. I mean, just I think it was just two weeks ago I was saying there's nobody else that can even win the NFL MVP but Jalen Hurts, and now I've got him so far buried on the list I can't even find his name. That's right. Yeah, no, I think he's probably uh, toast in the MVP. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Eagles also have four very easy games, and he could, you know, look amazing, and uh, we might be talking about something different. But no, I mean, like the NFL, the MVP race is honestly becoming a little more interesting than like who the best team is because the Niners, if they're if they stay healthy, like I think they're going to just clobber everybody. Um, but so so yeah, I mean, I, I do think that the MVP race might be the most interesting thing to to talk about right now. In terms of the Eagles' decay that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, do you, do you attribute that to there being real issues with them, or is this just a team that's faced the toughest gauntlet of games that anybody else has faced in the NFL? Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, 49ers. In consecutive weeks, this has been a, a rough stretch. Is it that, or, or, or do they have real problems that they need to fix? I go about like 70% the gauntlet and like 30% real problems they need to fix. I, I think that, you know, I mean, this team obviously, uh, you know, they play a lot of snaps. They play a lot of high leverage, high stress, you know, snaps and very physical games. And I don't think there's any question that that caught up to them the last two weeks and was on display last night. It looked like a tired, it's a pretty old team to begin with. They, they looked very old pretty slow, especially in the back end and then linebackers. Um, they're excellent on the lines. They probably have to still have the best O-line and one of the best deepest D-lines in the league. But a lot of those players are in their you know early, mid, even late 30s. And I think that, after playing such hard games, really showed. Um, can they fix that over the, course over the last month? I think they probably can because the schedule eases up. And uh, you know I think they understand how to treat players in that organization to sort of um, – get them the rest and, and they need. Um, but there's also real issues too. You know, um, it's a team, it's hard when you lose two coordinators to bounce back. And, and that's not, not to say that Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator, Sean Desai, 
the defensive coordinator aren't good coaches. It's just it's a you know they're they're doing jobs they haven't haven't done before at least with that team. Um, and you know that like Shane Steichen, uh, as the, you can see by the work he's done with the Colts, leading them to playoff contention with a backup quarterback. He's a great coach and has a really smart design and really built a lot of what they do in offense there. Losing him is going to take time to, to replace. Um, same thing with Jonathan Gannon, as much as Eagles fans, uh, and I would you know, say myself too, like dinged him for things he did, especially in the Super Bowl last year. Um, you know, he was the guy calling the defense last year when they were the best defense in the league. So, um, but like, like I think those, those two, that's a big factor. Um, their offense is really, uh, has lost a lot of diversity. I mean, like the thing last night, they only targeted um, Goddard, um, Brown, and Smith. Um, you know, they're not using backs out of the backfield in the passing game. They're not using motion much at all. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty dull offense right now, given the talent they have at hand. So that's where they need to start. And they, and they got to play better in the back end. I, I don't know if, the, if they have the horses to do that, but uh, their linebackers and their secondary just are getting, are getting smoked every week against good teams. We're talking to Adam Kilgore, NFL reporter over at WashingtonPost.com. Patrick Mahomes was enraged by the offsides penalty levied on Kadarius Toney at the end of the game. Is it the official's job to warn the Chiefs? I've never heard of this before, but it was a big point of contention from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I know we've seen players that have looked at officials and said, am I good? But is it the official's job to say, hey, warning, I'm going to have to call you for a penalty if your guy doesn't move? Sure. So it's, it's, the standard thing is like the receiver gets, you know, you know, it gets into his position in his place and he kind of looks at the ref, puts his hand up and says like, hey, man, am I good here? Am I on side? Ref kind of gives a thumbs up or whatever. And then, you know, everyone moves on. So number one, like Tony didn't look at the ref at all. Um, the other part of that, I think this is where the real disconnect is between Reed and the rest. And, and you, this, the, the rest actually, um, I believe it was Carl Sheffers, went into like really great detail, uh, in an interview with a pool reporter last night after the game where he said, like, yes, like Andy Reed is correct. Like, usually we will say, Hey, your guy's lining up like just a hair offside. You got to talk to him, get him back or, you know, the ref will talk to him or whatever. Um, but not when the guy is like, you know, his foot is like on Von Miller's toe like i mean it was he was uh, this is what the official said he said he was so like obviously offside that it overrode uh the the sort of like instinct or or uh need to give a warning you can't just you know if a guy's as far as outside as tony was in the ref side like blocking the ball from his vision as the ref said um then uh a warning isn't required and in fact it would be inappropriate uh, to give a warning when, it, when it's that obvious in the ref's eyes. So I think that's what happened. Um, and then uh, it's a great debate about, you know, it was the ref being overly officious. Um, was he just calling the game as uh, it was pre- presented to him? Uh, you know, I, probably, I mean, the ref didn't know it was going to be the coolest play in NFL history. <laughs> so it's not like he was trying to wipe that out. And, you know, if it was like a running play or if it was a play where Tony, you know, blocks down on the dip- defensive end, then he would have gained an advantage. And the ref doesn't know what's going to happen uh, on that snap. So, um, you know, I, I don't blame the rest for Kerr calling a flag. Um, and I think the Chiefs need to, like, you know, make sure their knucklehead receiver lines up on sides. Like, I, I think even Mahomes himself said, you know, you, you learn how to line up on side when you're, when you're six years old playing Pop Warner. And so, you know, I mean, it really, it definitely sucks that that play doesn't count because it was, like, the best play in the history of the NFL. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
you 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 got to follow the rules. And it, that's like you know kind of rule number one: line up in the right place. Yeah, uh, not a good look. Uh, Kadarius Tony, a uh, former Florida Gator, so a lot of people in this region quite familiar with his work. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes after the game. Uh, there's, I mean, there's audio on everything now, and you can hear him clear as day going up to Josh Allen doing the ceremonial bro hug with the opposing quarterback, and he starts complaining about the call. I've never seen yeah. anything like this. That feels like a really bad look for Patrick Mahomes. Do you agree? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think in the moment he was really frustrated. I'd be curious to see that this week. Like, you know, I, I don't think that uh, that one sort of uh, you know moan and groan complaint in like like two seconds after the game. You know, undoes like seven years of like being a great citizen and the best player to watch in the league. But you know, and I I still I understand his point. Like, uh, it is true that like. Okay, the guy lined up in a way that didn't affect the play at all, like the craziest, most well-executed play of the season, if not like, you know, our recent memory happens, and it doesn't count. Like, yeah, I can see why he would be, like, super mad about that, and um, it does seem to cut against, like, every reason, like, the NFL is popular when we watch it. Um, but also, you know, the rules are there, and you got to follow them. You know, that, it's like... Uh, so I, I I don't think that I understand why he's mad, and I totally get where he's coming from. But also, I think in this case he's just wrong. Like you know, you can't just like put the rules aside when you feel like it. Um, especially in in this case where it's so cut and dry. Like, I think there's some things like you know at the end of the game, I think everybody in the field understands that like a pass interference is going to be called differently in a hail mary than if it's the second quarter and it's sec- and it's second and seven. Um, but like. You know, getting lined up is pretty clear and, like, doesn't really fluctuate with, like, the state of the game. So, you know, it was just a really stupid play by by Tony. And I'm sure the ref isn't, like, thrilled he threw the flag, but that's 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 what it was. That, that's kind of what was presented to him in that moment. I, I don't think that uh, – and, you know, like, people say, like, oh, it only got called 11 times all year, you know. Well, that's because offensive players don't line up off sides. Like, if, <laughs> if, it, if, if, it, if it was, like uh, – if it if it happened uh, four times a game, it would get called three or four times a game. But it doesn't because it's the easiest thing to do in football is like don't line up on offense when you're not really you know trying to gain an advantage on the snap like you have to do as a defensive lineman. Don't line up in the wrong place. So uh, it's not called often because it doesn't happen often because it's the easiest thing to do in a very hard sport. Oh, let's wrap with two uh, two more things real quick. We're talking to Adam Kilgore from the Washington Post. Does does Joe Flacco? You know, we talked about him uh, very briefly at the open of this chat. Does he have a chance to be the best story in the league this year, or is this more likely to be another Josh Dobbs situation where we fall in love with this storyline and then it just sort of fizzles out into nothingness? Yeah, well, certainly, I mean, he has more, more of a track record than Josh Dobbs did at the time when they, when they took over their teams. Um, I'm a little bit baffled as to, like, it, you know, because it, it's not like this is a very linear thing that we're seeing from Flacco. Like, he was uh, terrible for, like, two different teams uh, and out of football. Um, so, I don't know, maybe, like, some distance got him, got, his, got him kind of rewired or, you know, rested or whatever. Because, I mean, he does. It's like he kind of jumps off the screen when you're watching these games on Sunday. I mean, he's. He's got yeah. like the same arm strength, which is always incredible. Um, he's making like super fast decisions. Um, he's a really good uh, like his style really suits that team well, like play action and 
uh, occasional shots and, you know, not turning over and, and being smart with the ball and just, you know, having a veteran presence. It really works really well with what the Browns do well on defense in, the, in their running game. Um, and so, yeah, I think he could, he could stick. I, I, I'd be pretty scared to play that team if I was like one of the better teams in the AFC, especially if uh, Miles Garrett gets back to full health. Uh, Cause the other defense is really scary. And then if they have, you just have like a competent offense with, with a really good line, a competent quarterback with a really good line and uh, Ken Zafanski's uh, run game, that's like a tough team to beat. Are you surprised Brandon Staley still has a job today? Uh, no, only because I don't think the the Chargers owners, the you know, family wants to pay more than one coach at a time. Uh, that might be the only thing that <laughs> saves him in the offseason. Uh, but, I, I mean, I think the writing's on the wall. He's, he's got to be gone. I mean, he should have been gone after after the – yeah, I mean, he blew that playoff game last year. It's, it's amazing to me that he didn't lose his job last year, but I think it's the situation. I think that Dean Spanos really likes him a lot, and uh, they're building a new facility, and they're already spending a lot of money. It's not one of the – one of the most like cash cash rich franchises in the league, and so um, gave him another shot. But no, I mean that's a broken franchise, and you know maybe Brandon Staley will go back to being like a very good defensive coordinator. Maybe he'll even get another shot to be head coach, um, but it's not working there at, at all. And it traces back to the coach in a lot of different ways. Adam Kilgore, his a sports reporter, covers the NFL over at the Washington Post. Follow all of his work at WashingtonPost.com. Thanks so much for the time, Adam. I really appreciated the chat. Yeah, man, thank you. Coming up next, we get to our top four stories at the top of the 4 o'clock hour right here on In the Zone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.